1: Welcome back to Inside the Monster. This is a Red Sox-Rays series preview. They are in Tampa, Florida, St. Petersburg, Florida, Tropicana Field. Red Sox coming off of two huge wins against the New York Yankees at Fenway Park. It is time to preview this series, but before we do that, we start with the pitching matchups, and it's time for Joey Capone to do them.
2: Okay, folks, the Sox embark on the last road trip before the all-star break in a four-gamer at Tropic in a Field game. One is gonna be between Brian Bale and Matt Whistler, Weissler, Weissler, Whistler. We're gonna go with Whistler's from a town named Brian, Ohio, and I think that's, that's worth up. mentioning. He comes in with a two-five eight ERA over thirty-eight and the third innings and four starts. He throws just a slider and a fastball. He throws that slider 91 percent of the time wow what is that about he ranks in the bottom seven percent in barrel percentage chase rate and fastball velocity touching just 90 miles an hour and that slider by the way averages 80. Brian Bayo comes into his second Major League start After a tough debut at Fenway Park He throws a change-up sinker slider and four-seamer Do we see him settle into his role a little bit more? We shall see Game 2 Chris Sale
1: Chris Sale's back Versus Corey Kluber
2: Corey Kluber used to be somebody. Now he has a 362 ERA this year and a strikeout per nine shy of eight, and his fastball averages below 90 miles per hour. Yikes. Christopher Allen Sale makes his triumphant return to the Red Sox, and what better place to do it than Tropicana <laughs> Field, where the lights are the brightest? What can you really That's say? That's what they always say. Sale day is back. Game three is going to be between Josh Winkowski and Shane McClanahan. Shane McClanahan might just mess around this year and win the Cy Young Award. Uh, The Sox avoided seeing him in the last series against the Rays, but they did face him in April. Shane went seven innings and struck out just as many, giving up two runs on six hits. Josh Winkowski struggled against the Yankees, giving up six and five innings and walked five. By far his toughest start of the year, but he looks to get back on track in his first ever outing against the Rays. Game four is Cutter Crawford and Drew Rasmussen. Cutter threw five innings against the Yankees, giving up one run with six Ks in this last series here. He faced the Rays twice this year and has not allowed a run in those eight and a third innings. Drew Rasmussen has a 311 ERA, but the numbers tell a much worse story as he ranks in the bottom half of all pitchers in, well, just about every category. Look for the Sox to hit him hard. And that is going to do it for your pitching preview. Steve, are you excited
1: about this one? Am I excited about this series? Yes, yeah. I am optimistically excited. I, I'm looking forward to what they can carry from the Yankee series. I, and I, I know we talk about momentum in baseball and it's only as good as your next starting pitcher, but there's something to be said about a happy flight. I think really matters a lot, especially when you're starting uh, another road trip here that leads you into the all-star game, which by the way, we didn't even mention that Xander Bogarts is going to the all-star game. Let's clap it up.
0: Xander. We love you, Xander. Woo.
1: So all, all those signs worked. They, they let work. him know. Uh, Xander, We I think we all know he should be starting the All-Star game. He's had some recent struggles. Uh, you want him to get his power back on pace for, I think it was, 14 homers and upper 60s and RBIs. You want that number to go up. He has the highest war of any shortstop. So either way, I know Tim Anderson starting it short is what it is. Xander Bogarts is where he should be in the All-Star game he'll be there with Rafael Devers in LA. But it is time for the weather update for the series in St. Pete that is obviously brought to you by Ed's Bubblegum chew and pop it. Monday nights, and I understand it's a dome, but if you're going, I went to the last series in the TROP. I would have wanted to know if I needed a coat if it was raining or something like that. So that's why we do this. Monday night, it's 82 degrees around first pitch, 24% chance of rain. So there is a light chance of that on Monday. So pack like a quarter of a jacket. Yeah, quarter of a jacket. Tuesday night, uh, all these games, by the way, at 710, which makes it a lot easier when you're planning out your week schedule Tuesday night, 82 degrees around first pitch, 15% chance of rain. Wednesday night, 81% uh, chance of rain. No, 81 degrees, 37% chance of rain. And then Thursday night, 79 degrees first pitch. 58% 58% chance oh, of rain. Man. Looks like some thunderstorm potential on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and I want some thunder coming out of the bats of the Boston Red Sox. I don't even know what that would look or sound like. A little raise breakdown that would sound like thunder. Yeah, I know that. A raise uh, breakdown.
2: Quick question about yeah. the
1: weather. Before you get to that, I'm so
2: sorry, but this is honestly very important. What do you got? Has uh, Lightning ever prevented a Tampa Bay Rays game from happening? Like, you know, if, if there's lightning in the area, do they ever imagine, call the game? I can't imagine, no. no. I just feel like... What, if it hit the stadium? Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just feel like even though they're indoors... What do indoors, it would do if it hit lightning. the trough?
1: What, what would the light... Probably would the it,
2: lights would go out. You think the lights would go out? I think the lights would go out. The power would probably go out. And then you have a bunch of food that would probably go stale really quick. Yeah. And you'd have a bunch of people in the dark...
1: That would need to get out of a dome. Yeah, they should have some lightning delays. delays lightning delays so that the food doesn't go bad at Trump <laughs> Field. That's what we're talking about. A little Rays breakdown here. They just yep. got swept by the Cincinnati Reds, Yikes. who entered that series at twenty nine and fifty four. <laughs> that is stunning. The Red Sox still play the Rays thirteen times this season, including these four games coming up here. The Rays are 24th in Team OPS in the majors. 24th in the majors in Team OPS. That's wild. 21st in the majors in Team Home Runs. 24th in the majors as well in runs. But they are 4th in the majors in Team ERA with a 3-3-5. This is a team that pitches well for the most part and that tries to win low-scoring games. This was eye-opening to me, Joey. Wander Mm. Franco is hitting 260 on the year, and he only has one homer since April 27th. Oh my! April feels like it was eight months ago. And here, yeah. April, I'm like, that's so long ago, dude. So Wander it's Franco's amazing. been struggling. It's amazing how quickly people jumped on the Wander train. I get it. I mean, he's got the swag. Didn't he show up that first night? It was against the Sox. Mm-hmm. He took Erod deep, obviously. A lot of people did. Uh, there was that first, he showed up in like a Maserati or something. He was sure, ready to he it. was ready to go.
2: But it's just weird though like you can't just say like man this guy's good. It feels like every time someone's good, people go expect him to be a problem for a long time. I still think he's going to be you a know, problem for a long time. I don't know. I mean people are saying that about O'Neal Cruz too. I mean he came out he has a great first week, and people are like, look out for the next 20 years, Major yeah. League Baseball. I don't know. You can just say that he's he's really good so that
1: when the next year comes and he hits 260 with one home run since April 27th, you can go,
2: yeah, well, I mean, yeah.
1: That's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a learning curve for all these guys, and I think Wander Franco's going through that. He obviously has a target on his back, came into the league as the top prospect in Major League Baseball. Any guy that has that billing is going to have a target on their back. And people are going to be trying to strike him out, embarrass him, what have you. But one homer since April 27th. That's very surprising. Uh, Predictions for this series. we got to talk Chris Sale. So Chris Sale will make his debut on Tuesday against the Rays. He had been out... With Tommy John before last season, and this year it was what was the issue again? He had the uh, uh,
2: Johnny Johnny Tom.
1: He was he had Johnny Tom this year. No, he had the uh, rib issue, right? So he had a, his stress fracture in his rib. yeah. So the sale thing is interesting. I, I know we're past the TV talk. I still think that reaction to the tearing the TV down was rather ridiculous. Uh, I understand he he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it, but. People are acting like he literally just went to Worcester and just ripped everything down and left them like screw you guys. Like it was, it was not that at all. Um, I what do you expect on Tuesday? Like if I were to if I were to plot it out, this is mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between expe- expectation, I'm losing my voice, expectation and hope. Mm-hmm. I this is what I hope. I hope he goes six in, game. six innings. I yeah, I, what I hope is he, he throws a perfect game. He's got 20 strikeouts. I hope he goes six innings. Mm-hmm has eight strikeouts, and gives up no more than two earned. I think that would be...
2: That's your hope. That's not your expectation?
1: No, hope. That's a fair hope for his first start of the year against Tampa. And I know this lineup isn't great, but they still have guys that can bop. I, was, I would hope that he I, was, I think six innings sound... If, if you ask Cora, he'd say, oh, six would be great. I was going to say that's close to my expectation. Yeah. It's not exactly... I think they're similar. Yeah. I was
2: going to say my expectation is... Five and a third, seven strikeouts. Was, yeah, something yeah, around and there. Then, and two, maybe three earned.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I would be totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's a scenario we've seen it before. He made his uh, return this, or last year rather, I think it was August 14th. It was mid-August against the Orioles, and he was he was solid. And, you know, he had, last year was interesting. It was up and down. Uh, you didn't fully know what you were going to get from him. It did still feel like you had one of your guys back, though, and I'm just glad they're going to get that for this rotation. Well, the big difference between then
2: and now is that Sale has his changeup back. He didn't have it before. He's not a two-pitch pitcher anymore. Um, And Cora has just been hyping it up, man. Every time Cora talks about him, he's like, he looks good. He's the Chris Sale of old. You know, he's touching 97, 98. His changeup looks great. Um, So... That does make you wonder what happened in his last Worcester start that made him go ballistic. But uh, you never really know. You know what guys are are doing in rehab assignments if they're throwing their major league stuff or if they're experimenting a
1: little bit working on a pitch you never know yeah Yeah. so
2: you know changing up grips or whatever I mean uh, Tanner Houck was pretty vocal about it this year that he wasn't a rehab start but um, he was vocal about the fact that he changed his slider grip it wasn't working he changed it back it happens so um, was Chris Sale you know trying something out maybe going back to an an old grip or, or what have you, it could be a million different things. You don't know. Or he just didn't have it that night. That's totally possible too. But I think Chris Sale
1: comes out of the gate really hot. I think the first two innings look awesome. Either way, internally he's and gonna be screaming. I can promise you that much. It's and gonna, he's gonna be externally like you yeah, know <laughs> I know. I I just think that's that's something this rotation is gonna benefit from. Not only, you know, the The accolades and all that, and everything that comes along with Chris Sale, it's a guy that's been there and done that. It's a guy that is so ready to be meaningful. I I think that's what it feels like. He is so ready to have a legitimate impact on this team, and you got to give this rotation credit that they've gotten to this point without Chris Sale. Yeah, and it's—I understand the knock on him. He's—you got to be available. You got to be available mm-hmm. and Chris Sale for the most part has not been. Last year he, he made 9 starts, didn't pitch in 2020 and in 2019 it was 25 starts and they probably the whole thing what they should have done the to Tommy John earlier whatever. So you finally get Chris Sale back and I got to say Joey it's just nice to have it's always good when you get a team program cover guy back. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, yeah. that's what the Red Sox are getting. They're getting a guy that in spring training, when they put out the program, Chris Sales on there, you're getting him back in your rotation, a rotation that right now desperately needs not even, anyone. Not even an ace. Yeah, they just need guys that have pitching experience. Like It's at the yep. point this weekend where they're going to have a help-wanted sign outside of Fenway Park. So I'm just happy that they have let, – let's – the ace tag is thrown around. Don't don't be using that. I think let Sale show you where he's going to be in this rotation and where he's going to be in terms of importance to this team as they, they push towards October. We, I don't think we need to put any tags on him, any specific expectations on him. If he's a meaningful part of this rotation, mm-hmm. then that's good enough for me.
2: I think you nailed it when you said he wants to have a direct impact yeah. and he wants to win. Uh, and how awesome that he's coming back to a team that's currently in postseason position. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if you know the ten and nineteen socks without stayed on that pace? Oh my god! And he, you know, sails back, but you're you know two games up from the Orioles. If that, yeah. you know, if he, God forbid you're in
1: fifth. No, if you're no. in last place, I mean that there was a real chance they it were was. behind the Orioles earlier. So yeah. it's like that—that that could have possibly happened. If, if Sale came back to that and
2: he has this fire of wanting to contribute, and he's newly back from an injury, like how hard he would push himself to try to get this oh. team somewhere? I mean, he would hurt. He would hurt himself. No, absolutely. Actually
1: do well. It just it matters a lot that the Red Sox weren't like relying on Chris Sale. They're not like banking on him coming back and being an ace and. Getting the Sox back into postseason contention, yada, yada, yada. Understandable the money that he's making. And if you're making that much, you want a guy that is absolutely an ace. But we all know the Chris Sale story. We all know the injury issues. We all know who he is. Uh, Inside and out. We probably know too much. And so all we really need as Sox fans, and if you're core in the team, is for him to be a meaningful part of your rotation to be present, to be in the clubhouse, to be helping out some of these younger guys, give some tips, some pointers, and really make a noticeable impact. Last year, his stats last year were better than I thought. Honestly, he was five and one with a three one six ERA. Um, he had that that start in the in the postseason there against the Astros, where you know I was going to say they tried to, he tried to keep the season alive. They didn't technically their season didn't technically end in game five, but it felt like it did when you had to go back right. to Houston down three two. But, yeah, I would just say, overall, it's ju- it just is going to come down to, okay, we're seeing a familiar face, the rotation is coming back, mm-hmm. and with that, hopefully some more deep starts come back. you you said that you know you're in a place
2: where you don't like need him, you're not like like come back, be an ace, all that, you know, but if you had Avaldi right now, and if you had Walker right now, it it would feel a lot better. Oh, of course, you know that you because it, it, you are relying on him and Pavetta alone, basically, to be the only um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not strongholds, like uh, like stay hands. That's is that, is that a, it
1: sounds is accurate enough. That yeah, the, is that a word? Stay hands, strongholds. Two fifteen in the morning. That's how it goes.
2: Um, but you you are. I would say you're in a position where you're – there's better positions to bring him back. There's
1: better <laughs> positions to bring him back is what I'm trying to get at. That, yeah. But there are also I, – I know what you're saying. There are also worse positions. I Right. I right. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at it big picture, when this news broke, you're like, damn it. Like mm. Sale was going to be a big part of the rotation, and he was going to be healthy for, you know, hopefully healthy for the whole year, even though most Sox fans would say no chance. Now you're getting him back, like you mentioned. Core is speaking highly of him. I saw Spear say he had a source saying Chris Sale looks significantly better than last year, which was his first year back from Tommy John. So you don't want the expectations to be too high, but it doesn't even matter because it's Chris Sale. Like he, it's not like he's going to feel pressure. Like I, I feel like he's just going to go into this like, yeah, I want to dominate. I want to be important. I want to be the don't forget about me guy. I think there's a lot about that too. These guys are all prideful. Chris Sales one of the most prideful players on the team. He doesn't want to be making all this money and doing absolutely nothing to the importance and, you know, to the the matter of wins. So, there's a lot riding on this. I don't think the pressure is going to get to him. I think he's going to go out there and let it let it sling. He's going to fire it. He's just going to let it go. And we all hope that it that it works and that this rotation feels like it's a this rotation is just a broken-down body. It, it is not in a position right now of uh, any kind of pride and joy, but they found a way to get to this point. They're a game and a half better than the Rays for that top wild-card spot, and you're getting Christopher Allen sale back. There's a lot to be happy about, Joey.
2: Mainstays.
1: Yes. The word is mainstays. I know. I was going to let you get away with anything. <laughs> Hey, Thanks, any word you said, it would have been like, sounds right, perfect, dude, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Any other he, thoughts on, on this series on sale on anything?
2: Uh, on anything.
1: Anything. Not just Yeah, your sale. your thoughts on uh, the, well, the honey mustard situation. We did a food review. You're thinking about food right now? No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm thinking about bed yeah. right now. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. What are you um, thinking about? <laughs> There's a little segment called, what are you thinking what about? What you thinking about, are you thinking about, about? on <laughs> Inside the
2: Monster? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm stoked we get to see a, a happy sale. Yeah, he seems he seems very happy he's and he's appreciative of of the game of baseball, man. He, yeah, he's been talking endlessly about how excited he is, and uh, obviously, I was joking in the pitching preview when I said like, what better place than Tropicana Field? Blah blah blah. But we talked a little bit about uh, the the parks mm. in the AL East recently, and about how much character they all have. I. I know early in the year we, we kind of joked around about the trop, and I was like, I like the trop and, and whatever, which I still kinda do. Oof. But I'll say I'll say this at least. I'm glad that the trop exists. I'm glad that all five parks in this division have a real character to them. Yeah, they it doesn't need to be a do. good
1: character. Yeah, you can be bad. It's just and stinky, it's and just sticky something. and gross. I'm glad
2: it's not my home park. No, I know. But I'm glad that there's a couple times a year where they're playing in what's basically an auditorium. Maximize it's
1: it's such a minor league park. Like it's so not big league ready and. I mean, I'm not even talking the catwalk. I'm talking the concourse. It's just like, what? Where am I? This is so bizarre. I almost forgot how bad it is. And, and then being there in April is like, yikes! The concourses look like minor league hockey. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, It's exactly what it is. And it doesn't
2: feel like baseball at all. It, I think I like it because it doesn't feel like a ballpark whatsoever. And yeah. that's that's a little cool to get a taste of. Of like, what the hell were they thinking with this place? Like, you have Fenway Park. The Oldest ballpark, yeah. in the majors. Most beloved right? ballpark, and that it's was America's voted, most beloved,
1: voted by every U.S. citizen.
2: It's still raining as America's most beloved
1: ballpark, and yeah. I don't
2: really see it losing any time soon. On the
1: presidential ballots, they put, what's your uh, most beloved ballpark? I know. I go and I vote every day, and every day they tell <laughs> me, day. hey, it's every four years. You don't
2: need to be You here don't have to do day. that, buddy. We'll Get out of here. We'll let you know.
0: Yeah, This it's, guy
2: it's again November. coming in to
1: vote every
2: single day. Okay, I'll be back
0: tomorrow, and they're All like, please right. don't.
2: What a dope. Why are we working here? This is such a waste of money <laughs> to have these people standing outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fake election days. <laughs> Like, what but is you, this? you have you have Fenway Park, America's most beloved ballpark, a mm. hundred and however many, hundred and ten years running, yeah. right? You got Yankee Stadium, which say what you will about it, but it, it's a it's a cruise ship. Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's this big obelisk of wealth and blah, 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 we're so important, and that's that's what it is. Camden Yards is is regarded as like the probably the best new ballpark. That's it's out so good. There, right? Camden Yards it's, is it's so great. good. Everybody loves it. Toronto. Is directly under the whatever they call the space needle. Yeah. It has a retractable Sky roof. It's right bone. next door to where the, the Maple Leafs yeah. play. There's an air about it, and I think Tropicana also has this air that's like, and look at this little. Look dump. at this
1: friggin' thing over here. Man,
2: look at this; it's got flies in it.
1: It really the amount of renderings of this is what the Rays are looking at for their new ballpark. The Rays and the they A's do replace it. Have twenty Re- new renderings of what their park's gonna look like <laughs> when they get some bajillion dollar thing. But I just think I'm upset because, like, with, well, with Tropicana, just because you you. Think about the alternative options, mm-hmm. and I do like. I'm not gonna. I, I rip renderings, but anytime they come out, I, I look at them like the Zapruder oh, film. Hours, yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> like, oh, but what about this? Park? Oh my god, did you see this? About That'd be a great place for a dunks right? There. Oh my god, raised pack. But yeah, I think if they had something on the water, outdoors, more of like a, and Miami has. If they had a retractable dome and something by the water, something that felt more like you're in a vacation spot, then. I think that's what would have made way more sense than what they built. But either way, that's a good segue into the end of this preview, which is the trivia segment. Uh-oh. And my question, Joey, is what was the first year of Tropicana Field?
2: Um, it was it was the year they expanded, right? It was – what am I doing?
1: There you go, the mic. You the oh, mic the mic? There was, there I, was I slumping the mic? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, what was the expansion? Two, 2000? What's your 1996. guess?
1: 1996. It's 1998. 1998. You're off by 2 there, buddy. We're off 2 both ways. <laughs> You're off 2, buddy. Um yeah, 1998 <laughs> was the first year. They actually the one thing about Tropicana I'll give them credit for is they have some cool uh like memorabilia sections uh, that matter to the team. Some some cool like Longoria items and the throwback the Devil Rays black jersey. That like Michelin Ness BP jersey. I've wanted to get that for so long, but I'm like, I can't wear this. I can't wear a raised jersey. That's just, there's no scenario where that can happen. Um, and also, it reminds me of some teams. You got, what was it, Gerald Williams and my blank and I, blanking? whoever like charged them out on Pedro. Some of those guys were just dinks. So I, I can't be wearing. The throwback, but it's Who such cares? a clean. It's Who so cares? clean, though. It's like it's like having like a
2: throwback like Buffalo Bills jersey. Yeah, I wouldn't. That. I would I definitely
1: def- not do that either. The Jets. I don't know the Rays Oh my god, not, uh, no! I would definitely not do that. I well, the Rays thing. The reason why the Rays thing I think would be okay is because those teams were so bad. Exactly. It's not like those teams were the one, but then it could look like I'm a Rays fan. I just can't do it. But. Anyway, uh, any any closing thoughts on the series preview? Obviously, we get, we get Bayo on Monday, which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, part two, Bayo part two. We'll see if he can rebound from a relatively bumpy debut. You get Christopher Allen Sale back in the building on Tuesday. And I'm just excited. I- I'm excited for Sale Day to be back. I'm excited for the momentum the Red Sox have coming off of these two wins against the Yankees. And I am excited to go to bed. Anything else, Joey? I got nothing. I'm going to let you go to bed. All right. Perfect. Uh, for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. The next you will hear from us is a interview with Mike Timlin. Woo! Mike Timlin interview dropping late Monday, early Tuesday. He was so good. He gave us like an hour. Yeah. It was awesome. We took a phenomenal trip down memory lane. He's played with the greatest players ever. Going through the list of his teammates is unbelievable. Oh, my God. You obviously started with the Blue Jays days. There were some studs on there. He played with Ken Griffey Jr. with A-Rod in Seattle. Played with Cal Ripken Jr. in Baltimore. Obviously, Poppy, Manny, Noma. Pedro, the list goes on and on. Mike Timlin's got four World Series rings and he's got some great stories. He really gave us some good uh, behind the scenes looks at those World Series teams and the other teams. It's not all it's not always going to be good talk, you know, it's there's some uh, bumps in the road, of course, with all these guys. And that interview was an absolute gem. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralta, Go Sox Kid.